it was like that kind of classic experience you can hear described sometimes when people come out to their friends and their friends are like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Discovering that there's actually a word, because I'd always prior to that said that I didn't feel male or female, and now there's a word for it, and it's non-binary, and that's been amazing. It's so important to create the spaces where people feel safe being themselves and and light the fire under my ass a little bit to to kind of make those spaces happen or do whatever I can to contribute to that or that representation. What queer identity has done is it's just opened up life for so many relationships and not needing to have these prescribed societal forms. Things have this ability to be malleable. Deserts are for folks who want to know something deeper. I mean, the desert is gay as hell. This is Lift Up, a show that elevates LGBTQ plus voices in the high desert. We're happy you're here. I guess I would tell my younger self, kid, you're enough. You're enough, you're enough, you're enough, you're enough. There's people that care about you. You will connect, like you will find each other. This episode, we have a conversation with Aaron Trim. I'm Aaron Trim. I use she, they pronouns at the moment, um, and usually just in an email signature. Um, <laughs> and that um, that's sort of been a fluid thing for me um, because I I feel... Uh, more and more like I uh, feel at home with they them pronouns um, and really just like just kind of a general sense of feeling non-binary and I was thinking about this on the way over Uh, the reason that the she for me I I just feel like there's so much power in um, in femininity and um so it feels like, well, it doesn't always feel true in my body, I guess. I, I, um, I sure love that being um, a part of me that I can tap into, um, I guess. I'm realizing as we're talking, I'm not always, I'm not frequently in circles um, or in community where these conversations are just free flowing all the time. So it's really great to be able to um, have this moment really for myself um, to really kind of give voice to um, these feelings, you know, um, and be heard in it. Yeah, yeah, the, the she for me, oh, I've got it. It's a, it's a healing thing. As a little kid, I, I, I re- really shy little kid, very sensitive little kid. Or I guess I'll say even 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 as a really shy little kid and, and a very sensitive child, I I had this little fire in me, a little big fire I suppose, to really want to show up in in masculine dominated spaces and male spaces, and also like wasn't always treated fair fairly, you know. So I think. I think as I heal those like wounds around like that I have had have, have had been holding on to around like um, authority figures and like male um, toxicity specifically, 
um, I think I'll be surprised like where, where I go with that, with that pronoun, like over time, you know, as I release more and more of that, like anger. Yeah. And rage <laughs> as that shifts into, you know, other more beautiful or just as beautiful emotions, but, but lighter, lighter ones to carry, you know? <laughs> I'm a person who really likes to show up for people um, and to hold space for others, to create spaces uh, where people feel like they can just be. I mean, that's the goal, you know. Um, I love being out in nature. I love creating. Um, those are big parts of my life. Yeah, just creative energy in general is a, is a place that I, I want to be. Um, so like listening to music or podcasts or connecting with other people. I especially enjoy connecting with people I don't know. And I'm a big animal lover. And I love tea. I'm a tea drinker. And <laughs> I love beverages. Let's expand on tea. I love I love beverages. Like that's a real pleasurable experience in my day. Like having just like a little spread of like a tea and a water and a smoothie. It's a goal of mine. I'm striving to just really lean into playing more. I'm just leaning into rest. Oof, that's a tough one. So um, I feel like in the last couple of years, I've really um, like mastered the nap. And uh, that feels really good. <laughs> this is my 15th or 16th year I just rounded out 15 years in Moab in the winter uh, and I moved out here uh, with a former partner with the desire to just head west um, and I had done some traveling on my own like a few years before that and it was my first time really traveling like um a long distance by myself like taking without a vehicle like just taking trains and and public transportation and so um so I'd gotten a real feel for what it felt like um to be out west um I was born in Michigan and we moved a lot I grew up in north and south Carolina um then went to Illinois and back and back to Michigan for college. So I moved out here from Michigan. Um, we had some connections here and just knew we really liked it here. So I thought it would be like a jumping off point. Um, I had an AmeriCorps job lined up at the youth garden at that time. And yeah, and then just like the classic uh, Moab story. I've had a few false alarms, like almost moved, uh, didn't stick. <clears throat> this is home for sure. I I am... Um, I have a home here and yeah, I've worked kind of all sorts of jobs here. I'm one of those people that I don't know if you want to say like creative types or just like, um, I'm really not, uh, career driven at all. And so I've kind of switched jobs every, <laughs> every couple of years, but the thread that I've noticed is like, it, usually it involves like community working with kids 
um, working with seniors, just like, and, and like the arts. But anywho, yeah, I just, I'm starting a hypnotherapy practice with a friend. Uh, so that feels really great. Um, a little space about the Red Rock bakery. And that feels like, like this is my jam. Like I feel like so much myself when I'm practicing it. And so I, I'll be here for a while with that. Having a home here is really, really huge for me, having moved around so much and not really having like a place like, and maybe this is not a common experience and this is just what I saw on TV growing up, but like where you can just go into your grandma's house and she's had a, you know, that same house there forever and ever. And um, with moving so much, well, it was totally worth it to me. Um, I was still kind of craving like a sense of, like a physical place to, to be and that feels really good really good to me and it's really important to me to figure that out for myself Moab just feels like like I can just be here like my heart or my soul belongs here like it's just so easy to be out in the desert and um just feel totally like myself and centered like I love traveling like I love going to the ocean in different places um and there though I, I seem to get more like different feelings of maybe not feeling totally settled as I, like I do here. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I can totally put my finger on it, but it's just something about the expansiveness and the rocks and the warmth and... I just feel like secure in the desert. Like held by this space, I guess. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It might have to do with the, the timelessness because you can see and just experience so much time in front of you when you're sitting in the desert that it almost sort of creates this sense of no time, I don't know, <laughs> like of timelessness because you're just... Um, yeah, I suppose it's a little bit like looking out into into like look, looking up into the stars at outer space. Like it just kind of your puts you in perspective with the greater universe or something. Like, and then maybe it's easy to get out of your head that way and just exist when you're feel like a part of everything. sort of requires like a like just a big sigh for me to start out I think <laughs> like yeah um as a queer person in Moab yeah I mean overall it, it's been a really positive experience and I think that 
that speaks to the community that is here, like, in part, like, um, even if I'm not regularly hanging out with other queer folks, just knowing that they're around um, is, is certainly feels really good. Um, and just creative communities and just other communities in general that seem to be like allied. Um, so yes, overall, my experience here has been great, especially for like being in a rural area. I've also experienced some, um, had some experiences that where I felt uncomfortable, but especially just angry. Like, and I feel like it's, it's worth mentioning because I think a lot of people, um, really good-hearted, well-meaning people, um, kind of, hmm, it's easy to gloss over someone else's experience because it's like too painful to think about. So, um, yeah, I've, I've experienced some less than ideal, um, interactions uh, in Moab and, um, oof. Well, I've had experiences like going to parties and stuff in the past where someone was less than kind, like, uh, someone up in the mountains had this, um, got invited with a, someone I was dating to this, uh, like camp out party. And, uh, someone like a friend of a friend that was visiting in town, um, saw myself and my, um, girlfriend like just like holding hands or something you know they they were just like you know were able to identify (laughs) that we uh were queer and just started making all sorts of like crude like sexual um comments uh and then just like uh going to um, walk away, you know, like spitting in our direction and just like, it took a lot of, uh, willpower and really just like support from my, my girlfriend to not, um, uh, for me to not interact with that person because I, gosh, I have, I have a a real deep fire inside and sometimes I feel like I'm a very mellow person and like pretty easygoing, but when, when, um, people are, just really intentionally hurting other people. Like, um, I tend to get pretty fired up. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I mean, I, everyone's suffering has their own suffering that they're experiencing, but I just, God, the more we can not bleed on other people, <laughs> the better. Right. But this one, this, this one is one of the most painful ones for me. Like I don't even have a word for it. I'm just sitting here like shaking my head. Um, so a friend, uh, of mine, a dear friend lived with us for a while. Um, and he is a gay man. And, um, he told me that there was this car coming by our house. Um, and really there was namely one, one big experience where this black truck came by and they were hollering all of these, um, men were hollering out the window, like, that's where the fucking faggots live and like all this violent shit. Like, um, and I just caught the tail end of it one time and he, and my friend, you know, expressed this to me and, uh, just like that really hit me deeply. Like 
and and not even for myself because I do have um a little more freedom to move about the world uh, and, and have people just like assume I'm a straight cis woman, I guess. But, um, and so I just remember like that night I like just felt so protective of the other two people, you know, my partner and, um, my friend, um, because it's really, they've experienced a lot more violence, uh, than I have. And so, um, of course, it was tr- that much more triggering for each of them. Um, and I just felt like, like, how, how dare you? Like, this is my home. And, like, you're not going to take away, like... You're not going to take away our sense of home, you know, from us. And I just sat, I just remember sitting, this is like the, the, the fiery side of me. I just remember sitting out on the, uh, the stoop, just like so angry. (laughs) It's such a, it's such a funny circle, isn't it? Like pain, like I found myself getting just as, angry and thinking in just as violent of a way as they were. Like, I remember in my head being like, literally thinking like, come at me, bro. Like, come fucking at me, you know, like just really angry. Like, like, yeah, show up again. Like you show, you know, like, and, and then like how easy was it for me to just be just as, um, reactionary as they were and just as um yeah I don't know and it's I mean it's okay for me to be angry and it's okay to want to protect my family you know and it's all it's all okay it's just ultimately like I don't want to show up like that nobody feels good when they're in that space. So I don't know. Anyways, that one, that was just, that was just a really big one for me because that kind of prompted me to deal with some things for myself because like, and like, I really just kind of question what, how, what safety is, you know, what, what is it a feat, you know, for myself and, um, yeah, just what it means to feel like safe and secure in the world. And that was maybe like, oh gosh, like five or six years ago when that happened, that, truck thing but just like um yeah it was unsettling for sure yeah then it's a it's a different it's an interesting experience isn't it to be a queer person in Moab like it's a I would say most of the time most all of the time I feel pretty safe and like comfortable and like just excited to be in this community and like not knowing what like quirky thing might happen any given day or um yeah and I think a lot of that safety just comes from within me you know um so yeah 
there are those moments, you know, once in a while, if you get looked at a certain way or something, it's sort of where you just get that gut feeling. Like, I mean, there are those things as a queer person, like an extra layer of living, I guess, that comes with it sometimes. So I'm glad that, so say I'm glad that things are changing in the world, but they are. Yeah, I mean, I am glad. Yeah, things are changing. I just feel like it's a little. It's going to be a little more painful before we get to the real breakthroughs. <clears throat> Which is really something for me to say because I've always been eternally optimistic. Um, so. <laughs> helps to be a little more real realist with it. For me, like on some deeper level, like I always knew. Well, always meaning, let's say, let's say not always. Let's say like maybe third or fourth grade. On some level, I knew then because I knew and I knew because because I was afraid of things that people were saying, you know, um, like slurs or like you know, like I knew enough to be. Like, why would that have felt so personal to me, you know, at that age? If it was, So it was like on some level I knew, but I just didn't allow it. So like, yeah. So I always knew. And I think it was just a matter of getting to a place where I felt secure and safe enough in my own body to just let it out. So it was always there. It was just like I had boxed it in or something or boarded it, that part of me up until it was too painful to... Um, for any more boards to be added, you know what I mean? It's one of those, like, in hindsight things, you know, like, you look back, and I'm like, oh, right, those friends that I had, we liked each other more than, you know, like, that's kind of one of those sorts of experiences, (laughs) because I had um, suppressed so much and had so much internalized homophobia, just growing up like in the environments that I did I went to um, Catholic school for most of my life and um, and I was just thinking about this like the Matthew Shepard that whole Um, that was one of the first memories I have, uh, being a young kid, um, just kind of seeing that peripherally on TV, you know, that was one of those first big, um, cases of 
violence against, um, you know, the gay community, the queer community that I, that was maybe put right in front of my face. Um, and I didn't realize, I never even thought about it until recently that that was one of many factors that caused me to, at that time, just shut it down. Just like, so sad. Just, uh, you know, nobody wants to feel disconnected from themselves. Um, but I think that like seeing something like that on TV, like it, it had been, it's, it'd been around me, you know, at school and people, you know, um, using slurs and things like that. And they remember there being one, um, one young man at my high school that was out and, you know, just witnessing what he, the violence that he had to experience and, and then noticing like now with the distance, like my own, um, I feel like I would sometimes be annoyed with this person and it was just because I was jealous, you know, I think. Yeah. So anywho, <laughs> um, I certainly never felt comfortable as a young person to even allow myself any kind of thought that might involve homosexuality or being gay or being a lesbian. Um, until I got a little bit older, maybe, maybe, maybe high school. That's not even true, is it? I was pretty closeted then as well. Um, and I don't fault myself for it. I mean, truly, it was what I needed to do to feel safe. Um, as a person who didn't already feel very safe, being very shy and sensitive. I guess I would tell my younger self, like, you're enough, even if you don't believe it now. Like, it's hard to just want to say, like, to tell young people or my younger self, like, hang in there, you know? Because that involves, like, a lot of work. I don't want my younger self or, like, young people to have to just, like, work so hard you know, just to be. So like, what is it? It's something around like, um, I mean, there, there really are people, there's people that care about you out there, you know? And even if they're not easily accessible or easy to reach right this minute, like, you will connect, like you will find each other. Um, and just be open to seeing them, those like loving, supportive people, whether they're allies or other queer people, just be open to seeing them and open to them finding you, you know? Um, maybe it's so hard. It's a hard thing to articulate, you know? So really, I think it's just like, K 
kid, you're enough. You're enough, you're enough, you're enough, you're enough. Over and over again. Saying that over and over again. Because I don't, I don't wish that, you know, arduous labor on anybody. There's, there's got to be a way that it, it can be more joyful and easier. You know? <laughs> yeah, and like the belonging thing, like nature I think is really important, like in that way, like like just to blow it out, blow like blow out blow out the picture until it's it's bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, because it's so easy to be so um if you are struggling as a as a queer kid, you know, like so focused on just your peers and the people immediately around you, but wow, there's such a bigger, greater world out there, like, even just out your back door in nature that, you, you know, you belong to everything, you know. person who um like is like like came out I guess later in life or something you know like not as a young person like I'm still I'm still find myself like being doing it a little bit more and a little bit more all the time and like and being excited about it and wanting to do that because I feel more like you know just more and more like myself and you know more of a whole person it's really healing for me to be able to just say who I am you know and just exist as I am and then also just like, uh, yeah, like kind of appreciate the, how silly and, and awkward it can all be. <laughs> Queer joy to me and for me is just joy, like it's everyone's joy, like everyone has access to that joy. It means just feeling completely like whole, I guess. Just feeling um, those moments though of just like pure bliss where your heart just feels warm and you're like, your face feels glowy and you're laughing and you're just like completely connected to yourself and completely like more than just a connection but like a total acceptance um of who you are as a whole person um like flaws and everything I don't know what does queer joy mean to me I think it's just existing exactly as I am and feeling the the joy and the bliss and just the peace that that comes with that and there's something too like about career joy to me that I just think is like like I just when when I hear the word queer joy I just think of like outward expression so it's not just this feeling of joy it's it's the sharing 
of it in community. That's what it is for me. You've been listening to Lift Up, a show that elevates community voices in the high desert. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing your thoughts on identity and home. This episode was produced by M.A. Russell with support from KZMU. Lift Up is a storytelling project of KZMU featuring conversations with locals whose identities and experiences have not traditionally been prioritized on the airwaves. Lift Up intends to deepen understanding and empathy within our community and reinforce a sense of safety and belonging for all. Lift Up is made possible with the support of Moab Pride and Moab City. Thanks for listening.